Welcome back, Richard. It's good to see you on this uh, time change weekend. <laughs> oh, that's right. Time change weekend. That's right. Time Spring ahead. So we lose an hour. We're losing hour tonight, but uh, you know, that's all good. It's uh, it we'll, we'll make it up some other time. It'll be fine. Yeah. Sometime in the fall. That's right. That's we'll right. Well, today we're going to touch on a topic today that we actually presented on uh, last weekend. Uh, we, we did a, we had the opportunity to do a seminar here in town uh, on social media and, and technology for in with kids. And we did the presentation to parents to, help them understand uh, what social media is and how their kids are using it. And maybe most importantly, uh, how to manage it. But um, one piece of that presentation was about kids' jobs. What What is <laughs> it? Because parents often say, well, you know what? My kids, I tell them that their job, their only job is to do well in school. Right. right. And we're going to talk about that today. Well, you know, and, and if I might, if I may, um, one of the things we talked about in the presentation was that many children simply have too much time on their hands. Right, there's too much free time, unless your child is engaged in after-school sports or some compelling activity that they that they invest hours per week in doing. They're going to have uh, large amounts of free time. And they're probably going to fill them fill them with some type of media, uh, some type of electronic device, uh, games or social media or something. So one of the recurring themes in the talk was one of the best ways to keep your children, to minimize your children's um, electronic time is to have them get engaged, keep them busy in doing other activities. Right. And then... We hear parents say, well, your only job is to do well in school. We're going to do everything else. We want you just to focus on doing well in school. Right. And this has some unintended consequences that we want to talk about. We understand the parents' motivation, but it has some unintended consequences. Right. So so if you could not tell so far, um, we are not big fans of this, uh, of this message to kids um, because we feel as though it's teaching them perhaps not exactly what it is that you're hoping to teach them. You know, right. parents are trying to teach their kids, well, it's school is your responsibility. It's, you know, you need to put a lot of focus on school, um, maybe more focus on school than on some other things. Nothing wrong with any of that. But what it is also teaching them is that school is the most important thing in their life. Right. And, and while it is a very important aspect of their life, I mean, I think that we, anyone would argue that there are other things that are as important and some things that are even more important than school. Right. And we can assure you that even though it's the most important thing in your life, it's very unlikely that it's the most important thing in your child's life. Right. So and one of the problems you get into is if you if you have this constant theme of you just worry about school, you just take care of school you're sort of giving your child permission to ignore everything else. Right. And yet we get angry if our kids aren't cleaning their rooms and taking care of their belongings and doing the other, uh, doing their chores, right. Taking care of the other things that they're supposed to be doing. But remember, if you're telling them the most important thing in your life is this, it sort of gives them a buy in sports. We call yeah. it a buy that, well, you don't have to do this. You, you don't have to worry about this. I have many, many times when I've had, kids in my office 
say, well, mom, I can't help out because I have a science fair project to do, or I can't, I can't do that because I have homework to do. Okay. You've given your kids a buy. You've given them a ready excuse that they can use whenever they need to, in order to buy more time. Right. Yeah. So, so parents will uh, come in and that we'll be talking with them with their, with their child and, They'll say, well, you know, I, I kept telling him that he needed to do, he didn't needed to clean his room and he needed to do this and this around the house. And, you know, if the child, as soon as the child says, well, I couldn't do it, I was doing homework or I was doing that project. Mm-hmm. It's like it immediately said, oh, okay, well, you couldn't do those things because you had to do homework. You know, the parent might say, well, you need to get your homework done sooner or you need, okay. parents will say those kinds of things. But again, the attention then shifts very, very directly away from what the child's supposed to be doing, which is the right. chores and some of the other things to help out around the house mm-hmm. to uh, time management or something else. Again, a very important skill that they need to learn, but it's taking the shift, shifting the focus away from what is really the point. And that is that the child is part of a family and needs right. to help out as part of the family. That's right, because while you do want to impress on your children the importance of school, we have to remember that several years ago we did a talk, we did a podcast, Bernie, and you you did the um, you analyzed the data, and we discovered that what percentage of high school graduates go to college? Uh, it was college. less than less than fifty percent. Right, yeah, it was around forty or fifty who who even enroll in college. That's not. Doesn't mean they're there full time, fully invested. Right. If you take one course at a community college, you're in college. Right. So, in fact, most children, at more than fifty percent of children, have no plans to pursue education. Right. So, it, it's not really important to them. So, that, that's a whole group that we can. And then the other group, um, you know, you're 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 saying to them, yes, this is the most important thing in your life, but is that really the message that you really intend to send them? Right. And, and my my uh, feeling after dealing with this in many, many families, my feeling is that's not the only message that you want to send your children. So you need to be very careful with this whole notion of you, your your whole responsibility is school, because I think it's going to I think it's going to give them a message that I'm not sure most parents want their kids to have. Yeah, I, I think that the the when you give the message that school is the only thing it it teaches kids that they don't have to be concerned about anything else, that they don't have to focus on anything else. And and at the same time, parents often say, well, you know, they have to be ready for the real world. They have to be ready for what it's really like out there. And I mean, Richard, I don't know about you, but um, work is not my only. Last time I checked, (laughs) this is not the only thing I do. Right. You know, so, and that, and you're right, Bernie, what parents are doing is they're saying to the child, you only have to do this. And yet the parent has multiple responsibilities. Right. Being an adult means that you're going to have multiple responsibilities. Right. So if you really want to prepare a child for the real world, then prepare them for the world that they are going to walk into. And that's a world where they're going to have multiple responsibilities. Right. Richard, think about when when your kids were younger and, you know, they come home from school and you come home from work and prepare dinner. And after dinner, you're working to clean up the dishes and clean up the kitchen and everything. And you expect them to come and help. And they say, I'm just tired. I've been at school all day, not even recognizing that, well, I've been at work all day. So 
you know, this is this is the next part of our day that we have to, you know, we, we have to do some things at home to clean up and prepare for the next day. And um, but again, when when we give kids the 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 message or the sort of pass to say, well, you know, school is the only responsibility that you have, it, it takes away so many other obligations and, and ways in which the child needs to participate in the family. That's right. Um and this all comes down to what do you want to teach your? What do you really right. want to teach your kids? What messages do you want to um, instill in them so that they will do, so that they will act, react, be a certain way every day? One of the things that you want to impress on your children is that nobody is a specialist. Uh, right. Nobody I know of. I mean, I guess there are some people who may choose or be able to or impose on others that they're only going to do one thing. I, I don't know how you would do that, but theoretically it's possible. But nobody is a specialist. Right. We all have other responsibilities. If you're a college student, you know, you leave your home at 18 and you go to become a college student. Well, suddenly you have all of your college responsibilities, but you have a, a place, to, you have a residence to take care of, either a dorm or an apartment. You have, you still have to do income taxes. You still have to do um, you do have to do your laundry. You have to do your cleaning. Yeah, I mean, there sure are other responsibilities. And some kids never, I'm, I'm guessing that some some um, college students might have a hard time adjusting to that because they've never had to do it before. And right. suddenly they're responsible for their own laundry, their own hygiene, their own shopping, you know, mm -hmm. and and uh, because that's what it is to be to be fully responsible is you have multiple responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you live in a shared space, like a home, um, when you live in a shared space, you have to share those responsibilities. That's and right. so, you know, certainly you're not going to have your eight-year-old going to buy groceries, but you may have your eight-year-old helping you to put groceries away once you get home. You right. know, you right. may have them helping you to organize the pantry, or you may have them helping to clean the, the living space. Um so those are just shared responsibilities that we all have. Um, and, you know, parents don't, uh, even, even parents who say that school is your only responsibility, they'll still sort of have the obligation, put on the child the obligation to clean up after themselves. You know, you pick right. up your ass, you know, put the toys away that you got out. But it, th there's more to it than just that, because again, they're sharing the same space. And so they, they share in the obligation of maintaining that space. That's right. One of the most important values I think that parents can instill is that a child has the clear understanding that you live in a family, you live in this space, and we are we all share in taking care of this space, not right. just your room, not just your bathroom, but this is our space mm -hmm. and we all share in taking care of it. And nobody gets an allowance for taking care of the space. Right. Okay. Because it, it's not mom cooking, a parent cooking dinner mm -hmm. doesn't get an allowance. A right. parent doing laundry doesn't get an allowance. A parent taking care of the cars doesn't get an allowance. And so that's the value that we want to pass on to our children is that, no, we all have to take care of this space. Mm -hmm. And the second part of that, and we don't get an allowance for it. The second part of that is that the parents 
are going to shoulder most of the responsibility. And one of their goals should be from a very early age, begin to pass some of that responsibility on to kids. You know, we've often said that by age five, a child should be able to clean up his or her own messes. Right. I mean, by the time they go to kindergarten, because in kindergarten, they're going to be expected to clean up their own stuff. Okay. Absolutely. So a, a goal is that by age five, a child should be able to clean up his own stuff. What's the other advantage of that? That the parents don't have to do it. Okay. Right. There's one less job that the parents have to do. Mm-hmm. I would wager that parents are exhausted because they're trying to do all the jobs for everybody in the house. Right. And the goal should be, and I would think of it this way, that by the child, by the time a child is 14 or 15, that child should have already relieved the parents of some of this responsibility. And a parent's job should be a little bit easier by then. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because again, we're, we're passing on those skills and obligations to the child. And so, so parents will say, you know, okay, so how do we start this? And one of the things we presented in the in our, our seminar last week was our, our 168 hour solution. And right. maybe we need to do a, a podcast on another podcast on that. I think I think we did it a long time ago, but we need to update it perhaps. But when a child has obligations, when they have things that take up their time, they have, as you said at the beginning of this podcast, they have less time on electronics, which parents tend to want to manage that anyways. And so the first place that you have to look is, okay, what are their obligations? And you think about chores, you think about where, what is it, what is the most appropriate thing asks jobs for the child to be expected to do in, in the home? And we found this interesting article from WebMD that talks about chores for children at, at different developmental ages. Right. And I think it, it begins with <clears throat> don't make the chore a chore. Don't make it right. a negative obligation like you have to do this or you're expected. To, no, we have a house to take care of. Right. OK, now these are the things that these are the jobs that need to be done. And then I would use. I would advise that parents use some type of collaborative problem solving to say, okay, what, what do you think your job should be? Now the the parents can look at this website and know exactly what an age appropriate chore is, but they can have in their own mind. This is what I'd like for my child to, to, to do, but, but sit down with the child. You can sit down with a four or five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, honey, here are the tasks. Uh, which ones do you want to do? Do you want right. to empty the dishwasher? Do you want to clean the table? Which part of this do you want to do? So it's their choice. Mm-hmm. And, but, but it's something they need to know that is theirs. It is their responsibility that they freely accept. Right. And, and I think your point a moment ago about allowances is, is really critical because mm-hmm. you can tell right off when a parent... Uh, relies on giving some monetary um you know uh reward for doing a chore to a kid because the parent will say okay yeah i think he should be responsible for you know emptying the dishwasher and the first response from the kid is well how much do i get paid for that what do you get what do you give me mm-hmm. I, well i'm or not like pay you anything for that that's right or like it's raining and you say hey honey can you help me get the groceries out of the car yeah what do you give me what do i get yeah that's, you, that's you don't not, want to you don't you don't want to head in that direction. Yeah, you don't want to start down that path. Um, and, and so, you, you know, so you want to avoid that from the very beginning. And if 
if you're already on that path and you need to get off of that path, you know, again, just shifting it very quickly to, you know, well, you know, this is just part of being, this is part of being in the family. Um, or you could say, well, you know, if you want me to pay you for that, then I'll, I'll start, you know, giving you a bill at the end of dinner and right. you, I mean, you know, pay me for, for dinner and, right. and see how it works from there. Make it a, um, a lesson on monetary exchange, but right. So you don't want to venture down that path of giving rewards or giving some, uh, having them earn some money for doing things that are just our typical obligations in the house. Um, that that's not how you want to use allowance. Allowance should right. be something separate uh, and not part of those typical obligations. If it's something extra, then that's different right right when it's your typical standard weekly um obligations and chores then that should not be something that you, you deal with with allowance right so so the the point there is that i would take a lot i would take allowance just take it out of this whole chore don't okay. don't don't link chores and allowance okay Chores are to teach responsibility right. and to teach them that they're part of a family and they have to contribute and you don't get paid for that. Right. You're never going to get paid for that. Okay. So don't, don't give them this impression. You don't want to leave them with the impression that no, you're never going to get paid for taking care of your responsibilities. Okay. Right. That's number one. Um, the second thing, the, the value of chores is that it, it tells the child First of all, it teaches them responsibility. It's the first time where you can actually give them their give them a responsibility that is theirs. And the value is it tells the child that you're making a contribution. Right. It tells them that what you do is important. The job that you do in our house is important. A four or five year old understands that. I can assure you that, that they understand that at that age. And the, the third thing it teaches them is that you're needed. You you are a necessary part of this family. Right. right. So that's what you're handing. That's the value of chores. Right. A absolutely. Yeah. I, I have absolutely seen it with with young kids, like you said, four or five year olds, where you know the the ch the parent has the, the child you know responsible for some chore, and if the kid doesn't do it or there is becomes a problem and the parent says, well, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, right. we need you to do it because that's your job. It, right. it gives the child a, a sense of pride and a sense of responsibility because you, yeah, okay, I'm needed. And I, you know, it, it, what I'm doing is important because nobody else in the family does this job. This is my job. Right. If you, if you start that very early on, it, it, it puts the kid moves the kid in a direction that they are going to start more freely taking on some of those responsibilities. And it's going to make your job much more, uh, much easier as the child ages. Right. Now there's another part of this sort of a subset of, of issues. Parents will frequently say, well, she refuses to do it. You know, what if she refuses to do it? Well, there's a short-term and a long-term lesson there. And it is that eventually you want to say to your child, first of all, you take care of your responsibilities and then you have free time. Right. All right. So, so when you're, when you're agonizing, when you're struggling with a teenager over her cell phone use or over his computer uh, game, his video game time, you want to be able to say, sweetheart, get all your stuff done and then you have free time. Mm -hmm. Right. So what you want the child to understand very early on 
is this is an obligation that is theirs. They have to participate. And if they don't, they're, what do you, how, how do you get free time? How else can I give you free time if you're not taking care of your responsibilities? Right. So it's not an allowance. It's the, the trade-off is if you do your obligations, you have free time. Right. And as a child gets older, the responsibilities will increase. So they should have less and less free time. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And okay. So I know there's a lot of parents out there thinking right now, you know, you know, there's no way I'm going to get my 13 year old to just start doing this nowhere. The older the child is, the much more difficult it is to start this process. That's right. You, you, you have to wait until they're right. right. You can't wait until they're competent. Right. You have right. to start early. And I, I like that. You can't wait till they're competent. Don't expect them to be perfect. You know, when you're starting, you start them out young. Um, you start them out with tasks that they can do, you know, physically and, and cognitively. They know how to do it. They, they can do it. But you're not going to expect perfection. They're probably going to rush through it. They're probably going to, um, you know, certainly not do it the way in which you want it done the first time. But right. remember that this is a process and you, you have to focus on the process. You can't focus on, okay, the, the ultimate outcome is that the, the living room is perfectly clean. No, we're not focusing on that. We're focusing on the fact that the child is participating in the process and they're That's going right. to learn the process along the way. That's right. You're, you're not after a clean house. The, the lesson you want to teach is I want my four-year-old to be able to do this. Right. And, and the only way they're going to do it, the only way they're going to learn to do it is if you give them the responsibility and no, it's not going to be done perfectly. The dishes are not going to be done perfectly. The floor is not going to be swept perfectly. That, But that's not what you want to do. This is not maintaining a clean house. This is teaching your children the value of contributing to the family. Right. And, and so when you, you start, don't have to do both. Right. And, and so when you start early, you also want to praise often. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you want to give them that reinforcement along the way. Hey, great job. You know, I, I really like how you put all the pillows back on the couch, you know, right. and, and again, you're not giving them money. You're not giving them anything except for your attention and your praise and your appreciation for what they're doing. Right. Um, and, and, and that's all you're going to shower them with is, is give them that praise so that they are, that's their reinforcement for, for continuing to do what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And when it comes to chores, uh, there are no days off. <laughs> right. Food has to be prepared every day. Uh, rooms have to be cleaned every day. Uh, you have to do the dishes. Um, so children need consistency. We always hear that. You know, you need to be consistent. Well, with chores, you have to do them every day. Now, if you have the flu, of course, okay, not that's not a problem. But you don't say, oh, I'm too tired to do it today, or I have too much homework, or I have this, or I have that. No. Those are excuses and they're going to use those excuses and it's going to, the excuses are going to increase and you're going to get less. So don't take days off, be consistent, right. be consistent in some terms of time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, let the child get used to the idea that once dinner is over, you don't jump up and go back to your bedroom. Right. When dinner is over, we clean the kitchen, right? When the kitchen is clean, then you can go back to your bedroom, right? right? 
And so that, those are the habits that we want to build uh, over time. And the only way to do that is you do it day after day after day after day until it becomes routine. Uh, absolutely. And, and and part of this is is that that teaching model that we that we yes. have, right? You see one, do one, teach one, basically. So you, you you demonstrate to them how to do it so they can see how it's done. And then you help them, you, you do it with them. So you're teaching them how to do it and then they can do it alone. That's right. That's right. You work through that process. You, you let them see you do it. You, you work with them as they're learning how to do it. And then you can set them off to do it independently. That's and, right. And that's sort of that, that uh, adjustment from not being able to do its a task to being able to be, you know, competent at doing the task independently. <laughs> you know, I had a friend, we all had a friend when we were in high school. I mentioned this years ago. When you stayed at his house, if you, you know, when you're little, you stay at kids' houses. If you stayed at his house on a Friday night, you knew 100% that you were going to be cleaning their house on Saturday morning mm-hmm. because his mother mm-hmm. set aside, she, I think she worked and outside the home. And this was a long time ago. And she would set aside Saturday morning. It took about three hours. And you would completely clean their entire house. You'd dust, you'd vacuum, everything would be done, change all the beds. Yeah. And when all that was done, then you were free to go play. And they used to live across the street from the ball fields where we played. So we would sleep at his house and then we'd want to run across the street. So, cause that's where the basketball courts and, and baseball fields were. And, but you knew yeah. that if you were staying at his house, you were going to be doing chores. And I can guarantee you, we did this when we were eight and nine years old. I can remember doing this with him when we were in elementary and middle school and into high school. Mm-hmm. There was never a time when we didn't have to clean that house. If you wanted to stay there, that you understood that this was your job. Nobody ever questioned. Nobody ever asked. You just knew that it was going to happen. That's the that's the point you need to get to. Right. You need to get to that point where kids just know this is how this works. In our house, this is how it works. Absolutely. So again, you know, no allowance. We're not we're not dealing with that issue. What we're doing is we're taking care of our responsibilities so that we can then have our free time. And and that is really the underlying message that we're we're trying to teach kids is that you take care of what you have to do and then you can you want to do Um, uh, allowance and, and all that can come later when the child needs to and wants to buy things that are sort of wanted but not needed right. uh, things that they they want to um that they need to earn you know they right. need to generate their own money to to purchase and, and a lot of times that's you know additional video games or that could be you know gas for their car to be able to go out and do right. so that a lot of that comes in the teenage years that's right yeah and that's that's the second half of the allowance question is that you don't want to pay children for taking care of their normal household responsibilities okay so don't as we said don't attach chores to an allowance but as kids get older and they want things mm-hmm. when a kid and by older we mean eight or nine years old they'll start to want things mm-hmm. say well you, um you got to earn money for that and but what about they have to do something extra. Right. And so you need to have a set of responsibilities for which there is never an allowance. And then you need to think about, okay, what can your child do extra right. in order to make money? Okay. And washing the car, doing yard, some, something other than chores. Mm-hmm. So that 
the what you're teaching them there is no i'm not just going to keep buying stuff at some point you have to you have to earn the money to get the things that you want you know you're going to get food we're going to take care of the necessities you don't have to buy your clothes but if you want a $50 video game, then we're going to have to work out yeah. some process um, where you can earn the money. Those are extra. Those right. are extra things. And it should be things that save you work. Right. Uh, breaking the leaves, shoveling right. snow, um, cleaning up the yard, wherever you happen to live. There are always extra things that you don't want to do. Let the kids do those and pay them for it. Yeah. Then you're going to encounter, well, I need 10 more dollars. Can you can you just give me the $10 and I'll do the work later? Never. Right. <laughs> not a bank, you're an employer, okay? Right. Think of it you're not in the business of lending money. Right. Um in in this capacity you're an employer. Mm -hmm. And no, the child has to earn it. That's the value here. They need to they need to, to get in get very early on get it in their head that if they want these other things there are ways to earn money to get them. Right. Because again, if we think about what lessons we're trying to teach, we're trying to teach taking on responsibilities. That's what the purpose of chores are, is taking on responsibilities and participating and being part of the family. Mm -hmm. Managing money, being economic, that's a that's another skill set. So we're not going to mm -hmm. link those together. And so, right. you know, no, if you want to, if if you need $60 and you've only got $50 then you need to either do something to earn the other $10 or wait until, you know, it's time for you to right. be able to wash the car again or, or, or whatever. So, but that's the, that's the lesson that they have to learn that delayed gratification, that how to save money, how to be economic with what they're, what they're wanting. So right. it's a separate set of skills that you're teaching with allowance. That's right. Right. Um, and so allowance, it can be a tricky issue, but the rule of thumb is you don't get an allowance for doing chores but you can earn an allowance for the things that you want. Okay. Absolutely. So um, go ahead. Go to the, if you check out the website, we put a website to that WebMD um, site in the, in the show notes so that you can see age appropriate chores at different age levels, um, like up to five, eight uh, teenage years. And then as they're approaching adulthood, um, it, it kind of walks through what some appropriate chores would be for those different age groups and to kind of get you started and understanding, you know, what to expect at different ages. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I like this whole idea of, because remember what we said at the beginning, you're, you're going to reach a point where you want your children to do more than just electronics. Okay. You're going to say my kids are addicted to their phones. Well, it's our obligation as parents to give them other responsibilities that fill up their days. You, you mentioned the 168 hour week. Okay. Give them other activities to fill up their time um, so that they have less time. You know, you're not going to get rid of these devices. The, right. the, the, the box is open. We're not going to turn back the clock. And so what we're going to have to do is learn how to manage it. And what we're talking about managing is managing time. Absolutely. We have to manage the time. If kids have too much free time, I can tell you where they're going to be spending it. It's just, it's just too attractive. Okay. Yeah. So it's our obligation as parents to fill up their time with other more productive activities. Yeah. And one of those is chores. Not the only one, but one of those is chores. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, perhaps we'll do one soon on the 168 hours solution. We need to 
um, review that again. For back to that. Mm -hmm. All right. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.